Hello and welcome. Welcome to a wee bit Brezzy podcast. I'm Candice. And I'm Lynn. And here you're going to hear us talk about some probably inappropriate things. Yeah, we're just two cousins hanging out, yeah. talking about conversations yeah. inappropriate. There'll be lots of laughs. And some teasing. And it might get a wee bit spicy every now and then. I hope you join us. Recording progress. Got it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cuzzies. Welcome back. Um, So Len and I are doing a a Zoom recording, so it's a little bit weird for us, I think. But I think our topic for today is going to be fantastic. Um, Our topic is all about boundary setting this week. And, well, not you, you need to set boundaries for, like, ever, but... Our topic for this week is yeah. boundary setting, which admittedly is something that I am not good at. I wasn't raised with good examples of boundaries, whether it was in my home or in my like family life and, and things like that. So um, Len's going to lead most of our conversations today. I do have a couple things to add, but not a ton. So boundary setting is something that I'm learning myself and hopefully you can learn along with us. But, but before that, <laughs> yeah, our WhatsApp cuzzy question. Len has that for us today. Yeah. What's our, our question? Yeah, yeah. Our our WhatsApp cuzzy cuzzy question today is: What is your favorite indigenous emoji? Um. And if you're drawing a blank, there's actually there's <laughs> like a whole handful. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that were available. Yeah. So. Well, my favorite versus. The one I use the most are two different ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the one I use the most is the hands up. Yes. I and use then, too. yeah. Um, and then my favorite though, as I just looked is the, the, the eagle feather. Ah, see that one. I didn't even know that that was there. Now I need to <laughs> find the eagle feather and not use that one. Yeah. More. Yeah. So I use but the raising you, of the hands too, because yeah. if anybody's listening and doesn't know, raising of our hands in our culture is a way to thank people. So whether I'm on Zoom or whether somebody, I don't know, and sometimes instead of saying saying thank you in a text message, I'll raise my hand mm-hmm. to somebody using the emoji, which I feel is so indigenous. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. And that's, that's one that's <laughs> been on the emoji list for like ever, I feel, if yeah. not a really, really long time. And I remember seeing it going, hey, this that's indigenous. Yeah. That's for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. One that I have is is my favorite is one time I was doing, I was in a Zoom meeting with one of our, our friends and, and colleagues, uh, Marissa. And um, I opened, as I sometimes am asked to do, I opened with a traditional welcome or a prayer. And so I offered a prayer in this in this big meeting over Zoom. And then privately, um, through text message and through the the Zoom chat box, Marissa uh, sent me these brown leaves. <laughs> and I didn't even know there was a brown leaves emoji. And I was like, I said, what the heck is this? And she goes, that's my tobacco. That's my tobacco offer you. Thanking you for your prayer. I was like, oh, I just love that. <laughs> oh, I think that one's perfect. I think I have to use that one more often now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many that we can indigenize and and use um i think it's great like there is an eagle of course but um which is very yeah. indigenous. very indigenous yeah 
like the tree looks like a cedar tree um yeah the hands up one is is good i like that you can change the skin tone of some emojis yes um and sometimes we've we talked about this in our white passing episode so yeah i'm pretty white passing len is pretty not white passing yeah Uh, (laughs) i'm pretty brown but it's hard for me to get the brown selection on the emojis so i end up coming out way too brown and sometimes i just look black and then i feel like i'm kind of appropriating skin tone um so i think i think i make my emojis just like one shade a little too dark (laughs) because uh, (laughs) how i feel on the inside is i feel darker than than my exterior (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah but there's like an eagle um uh spider web so that it's like for dream catchers and stuff Oh, that's um, smart. I never thought of that. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a few other like indigenous E type animals on here, which is nice. But yeah, the cedar tree. Um now I guess tobacco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raising um, of the hands. Raising of the hands, the eagle feather. Yeah. Some now good I'm stuff like, in there. I'm quickly scanning. <laughs> like right? oh now I'm in the food. Okay, that could be like a res dog, you know, that could be Oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the food, you could do like the three sisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's corn. Oh, my God. There's peas. What's We're the other one that I missed? a whole list of things to my repository. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, they have waffles now, which is not indigenous, but freaking love some waffles, man. I love the um, idea of the web as a dream catcher. Yeah. Oh, probably like salmon is on there too. Oh yes, um, yeah, yeah. kind of like sushi. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's like a bread that looks like bannock. Mm. Mm, not really, but that would be good. We need we need like a bun, and then that, yeah. that's like yeah bannock. <laughs> there's mountains. Mountains. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, that's true. And then there's like, if you look into like where the tents and everything are, the dwellings, there's like a hut. Oh, okay. Can be indigenous to something somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, we we had um, we had our is it summer homes? The pit houses kind of yes. look like a hut. Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our our segue into uh or like detour into <laughs> emojis. Yeah. <laughs> um so on to our, our topic for this episode is is setting boundaries um yeah so take it um, away len <laughs> yeah well you know you and i have like for all of our our audience who, who listen to us weekly um Candace and i talk a lot not just yeah. on this on this podcast platform but we also have side conversations we reflect on what we talked about in previous episodes we talk about things that come up in in each other's lives because all of it is relevant to everything that we talk for talk about Mm -hmm. on this platform and one thing one theme that keeps emerging for us is just the importance of needing to talk about boundaries and developing boundaries in our communities and so and I feel like I've been on my own journey learning journey I would say through developing boundaries I feel like in, in full transparency in the conversations that you and I have had, like we've grown up 
without without very much boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that I think that's typical of growing up on the res, growing up in First Nations, yeah. Inuit yeah. communities. And I think that's because of col- colonialism and trauma and yeah, exactly. Well, family dynamics too, I would say. So mm-hmm. the breakdown of family dynamics and the breakdown of family child raising, mm-hmm. uh, we lose out on some life skills. And I think that healthy boundary setting is a tremendous lifelong uh, yeah. life development skill, right? Yeah. Um, so I say that we're all kind of on our learning journey regarding, you know, establishing boundaries. But I mm-hmm. think in our culture today, contemporarily speaking, because of colonialism, it can almost seem like taboo, right? It's like if you're developing yeah. boundaries, then all of a sudden, like, then you're too good or you're too mean or you're self-absorbed yeah. or... Do you- or you're you're not going back to our traditional ways of, like, being with your family and all that. But then as you're talking, I was thinking, like, when we were all living in a home together with multiple generations, like the amount of boundary setting that would have had to happen in order for that system to have survived and lasted for so long, there had to be some rules and guidelines and boundaries and all of that. And I I think, I think that's probably one of the subtle things that we've lost because of colonization is what those boundaries and, and settings it rules and stuff were um and and us trying to go back to that is not really possible yeah so I totally agree I think that if you look back to yeah exactly I think the example you've you've set there with the being in a longhouse I mean oh my gosh we're living with our entire extended family Mm -hmm. we would really need sophisticated boundaries we would also need sophisticated rules and responsibilities Mm -hmm. to be able to cohabitate together exactly and then so then there's the impact of colonization and it's like fast forward and then we'll find almost no boundaries right Mm -hmm. I think that there's serious and I know that we agree on this, the serious lack of literacy on boundaries, right? Yes. So even yeah. just the comfort level. So yeah. like, for example, I'm just trying to think of some examples of like growing up and feeling the lack of, of boundaries. I think um, people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. And is a huge lack yeah. of boundaries, right? Like yeah. never saying no or never having, never. Never feeling being- okay or safe to say no. Or even support it, right? Like yes. your parents to say, you know, you can say no, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that's shaped into my adult personalities mm-hmm. because I'm a yes man. I'm like, yes, yeah. I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, yeah. I can do that. And I burn myself out. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, nowadays I kind of, you know, <laughs> you wish you wish you had somebody to tell you, to teach you, to say, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay to say no, right? It's really healthy to say no, right? That exactly. you don't have to do that for that relative. You don't have to do this for your community, um yeah yeah other other examples other examples that you feel that you've witnessed or felt experienced growing up where you're like "Mm, um you wish you there's a little bit of a contrast there I mean I feel like that's my whole life honestly um I personally have only really started to learn about setting boundaries and healthy boundaries in like the last few years Mm -hmm. um and realizing oh hey this situation I don't feel good so I can actually say no to this or I I can actually change how long this interaction is for um to suit my needs 
Hmm. And, you know, this goes into other conversations that we've had, um, especially in, in terms of like lateral violence. Um, we, we have an episode coming out soon that hasn't uh, dropped yet about narcissism as an effect of colonization. So being able to realize that being around certain people um, that doesn't make you feel good, you can say no to that and that you can um, remove yourself from the situation or interaction or relationship with them. And it's only in the last few years where I went, oh, I don't feel good around this person. I can say no and I can back away from that person. And now I'm feeling better. Huh. <laughs> that's complete news to me um I think it it even goes further into my own life of like the clothing I wear the shoes I wear oh um how how I do my hair how I do my makeup how I wash my face all of these things of like well I'm doing I'm wearing these jeans because I was told that this is what looks good or fashionable mm -hmm. I'm wearing you know um different colors in my outfit because I'm told that's what makes you look good which that goes into a completely other conversation we want to have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so all of these things um are things that were like drilled into me of like what I should be doing and I can actually say oh wait I can wear what I want to wear I can wash my face how I want to, um, and I don't have to feel uncomfortable in my everyday life. And I think that is just a, a proven point of how little boundaries mm. um, I was raised with and, and how little um, allowable self-awareness I was, I was raised with as well, mm. because... It, you know, I shouldn't be in my mid to late thirties going, Oh wait, I can wear whatever I want. I can actually wear clothes that make me feel comfortable. So then if we expand that into everyday life of, Oh, I don't need to have a relationship with this person because mm -hmm. I'm told to, or I can reframe how this relationship is in creating different boundaries mm -hmm. so that way I can include this person in my life in a different capacity mm -hmm. um all of that is still completely brand new to me mm. um and <laughs> something I just looked up like half an hour ago um is by Dr. Romani we had mentioned her in a, um, our narcissism uh, episode, which hopefully you'll get to hear soon. Um, so Dr. Romani has a video called the ABC method of setting boundaries. And um, in her example, it is about setting boundaries with narcissists. But I think if we tailor that back to just life in general, Mm -hmm. um, is, is a grading system of people in your life. Yeah. Um, so like the grades that most of us grew up with, I know they don't do grades in school anymore, but you know, a is the highest mark you can get down to an F where you're failing and you're not passing the class. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it blew my mind to think of, Oh yeah, I do have a, a list friends and, and family in my life. 
I also have D-list friends and family in my life and, <laughs> and, and, you know, people that are in the category of F are, aren't, aren't even in my life at all. Mm. Um, so that was, that was a huge mind blowing, blowing moment of like, okay, I can actually set a boundary that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. That was a really long monologue, by the way. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to add to that conversation? <laughs> yes, I love the ABCD model um, uh, because what it's what it's making me think of is it's it's a grading system, right? And yeah. ultimately, if you think about any beautiful or meaningful relationship we can have as human beings, we all have varying degrees of knowledge and understanding and awareness of boundaries. It's like its own literacy, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's very appropriate to give it a grading system, given both our, our background and education, that some people are just more aware and respectful because of their awareness. And some people just really aren't that uh, respectful. So yeah. my my background, my experience, I would say, no, let me say it like this. My, mm-hmm. The beginning of my learning journey around uh, boundary setting for myself really came from uh, working with children, Indigenous children and, and families. My very mm. first adult job, professional job after college was uh, being a child and youth care counselor in, in the school district where, where we worked together. And as a child care counselor, your entire job is in behaviors and behavior management and behavior um, coping skills. So everything's behavior, behavior, behavior. Mm. So I feel like I became really well versed in, in behavior and understanding human behavior, working with our own uh, First Nations, Métis, Inuit, children, youth, and, and families. And one of the things I found being a parent myself while I was doing that that work was coaching a lot of parents on developing boundaries. Yeah. So I found myself coaching a lot of parents, even though I had a young baby daughter at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm coaching, getting basically laying the foundation for when my mm-hmm. daughter becomes of age and I need to implement these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what I found in that experience is there are some classic signs where you need boundaries, right? Yeah. And this I feel in our all of our communities, all of our families, even yeah. in your professional line of work, if the, you're feeling mm-hmm. this, if you're having, having these feelings, it's a sure sign that you need boundaries in your life. Classic one that I'm living through right now is if you're feeling burnt out, oh, that's a huge sign that you're mm-hmm. kind of going to need some boundary setting with the people that you have in your life right whether it's in work or your family house life if you're feeling burnt out emotionally exhausted I think it's time to implement some uh, uh, boundaries another one if people are overly exhausted right if you're emotionally exhausted from encounters with with the people you talk with work with Mm -hmm. uh, have a family relationship with that's a good sign Another sign that I see a lot is people who feel guilty or a lot of anxiety, social anxiety, you know, might need some um, uh, boundary setting. Um, Decision making too, right? Whether or not Mm. you should or should do something. These are all like really good signs of like, you know, just mm, we need some guidelines in place. We need some do's and don'ts. Um, And I know we talked about this before. I call them, um, oh my God. What do I call them? Your negotiables and your non-negotiables, yes. right? Yeah. So that you become a little bit more predictable. Yeah. 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 You blew my mind on the negotiables and the non-negotiables because I, I never really 
thought of it so concrete of like, oh, I yeah, I'm I still don't know if I can formulate enough words to adequately describe how much that changed me because that one one I learned from uh Melissa my partner Melissa Uh, uh and that one I use in my in my professional life and in my personal life yeah the biggest way you can use your negotiables and non-negotiables is you have to be transparent with them you sound you sound frank and harsh at times Mm -hmm. ultimately it saves you the energy in the the long run and ultimately as much as like because I feel like I feel like a hypersensitive person like if you start Mm -hmm. crying around me I'm probably gonna start crying if you're bursting out (laughs) laughing I'm gonna burst out laughing for no reason yeah I also identify as an empath too I think that's one of our our tables I've never discussed but I do identify as empath and so I feel very, I feel terrible anytime I have to say no to somebody, uh-huh. let alone disagree with somebody, but I yeah. have trained myself to honor my own boundaries. So when yeah. I'm very transparent with my negotiables and non-negotiables, I'm like, no, I don't do that. I don't do <laughs> yes. that. I, I'm like, oh my God, Len, you sound like such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> These people never want to work with you again. And then yeah. mine starts thinking about that. The person is like, wow, thank you very much for telling me. I really like, I'm very appreciative yeah. because now I know I'm like, thank God, because I thought you were <laughs> me and I thought you were going to send me hate mail. I thought we were going to be, you're going to unfriend me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But ultimately exactly. people are appreciative. And I now start to receive people with reception and, and gratitude and appreciation when they tell me what their boundaries are. I'm like, oh, good for you. And you're taking care of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great because, um, yeah, I think you and I are both empaths for sure. But then I've also been, uh, this ties into the, the boundary setting of, um, I think it's probably, it's most likely on TikTok, let's be honest, um, that when someone hears that someone identifies as an empath, their automatic thinking is, Okay, so what happened in your childhood that made you so on edge um, to be so in tune to other people's emotions and energies? Oh. And I was like, what? Because that that describes so much of my life of growing up on on reserve of being in tune to – who's having a bad day, who's not having a bad day to, um, what, whose car is that that's driving down and this kind of almost hundred percent level of hyper awareness, um, that we were kind of forced into, to being that way. Um, and when I heard, right exactly so when yeah. I when I heard this this person describe it that way I was like oh my gosh I have spent so much of my life um being hyper aware that I'm now aware and in tune to other people's um energies and and feelings that they might not even be aware of themselves mm. you know that that whole idea of like walking into a room and you can just feel the tension mm-hmm. and you have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. that's that comes from that lack of boundary setting and being like that's someone else's circus I don't have to be involved in it yeah. um 
so you know unfortunately now seeing that perspective of like oh okay is being an empath a good thing or a bad thing I think it's somewhat net neutral right now in my life but yeah I would I would agree um, I feel like yeah yes I think that so much of your empathy can be heightened or overly stimulated because of your environment growing up yeah. but I also feel like there's a natural empathy too there's well I feel like yes. again yeah. everything is oh, yeah. well, we all have empathy if we don't yeah. then we're, we're psychos uh, yeah. or sociopath is a sociopath or uh where we don't have i think it's empathy. sociopath i don't know who knows lacking empathy yeah. yeah um and but as human beings we're hardwired for empathy but i think that there are some of us that are naturally gifted yeah. with empathy just like some of us are gifted with mm-hmm. with logistical intellect or physical uh agility and mobility uh and yeah. strength and those kinds of things yeah. i think there's a natural uh part of empathy so I feel like I have very much a natural foundation of being an empath, but I feel like exactly what you said, it's been overly stimulated to the sense that it's now become, it can be problematic. I think I found yes. coping ways, but I think it yeah. can very much be problematic in, in my life if I didn't have mm-hmm. boundaries and of course, coping mechanisms to help keep me in, on track, I guess. Yeah, Exactly. And as I've become more aware of that for myself too, of realizing, oh, I can, I can say to my partner, hey, I need time to decompress. I need time to not think. I need time to not talk. I need X, Y, Z. That's a boundary in itself of going, you know, just because you're one of my A-list people um, doesn't mean that I can be around you all the time. Doesn't mean that I can talk to you all the time. I -hmm. still need to take time to recuperate and recover for myself. I need to do X, Y, Z thing, um, to, to feel better before I can interact with even an A-list person in my life. Yeah. 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 And that's something you and I do with each other all the time. Yeah. You know, um, the amount of times that we postpone or cancel or reschedule our, our recordings because we are putting ourselves before the podcast. We are making sure that we are in a good enough place that we feel that we can facilitate these conversations. Mm-hmm. And like for Len, it's going to the gym. For me, it's um, like complete decompression and probably dissociation and scrolling on TikTok, which <laughs> <laughs> Probably isn't the best coping skill at this point, but we're on a journey. We're getting there. Um, I'll find something new soon. I feel like it's coming soon too. So yeah, like even between the, the two of us, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. being able to know where we're at, what we need to do for ourselves before we can interact with an A-list person, let alone a B, C, or D person. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I love that about our working relationship is because we, we totally get it and understand that we need to fill up our cup first that, you know, if we, if we just go forward and continue to meet, even though your cup isn't full, well, then you're not going to get a lot out of Candace Mm -hmm. or you're not going to get a lot out of Len unless we get a chance to pause and just fill up our, our, our cup. And I think that's so important in, in people's lives because on the contrary, and I see this happen all the time, and I've actually been met with this, where friends and family members of mine, because I am running at 60 miles an hour all mm-hmm. the time, 
but sometimes mm-hmm. I do burn myself out and I will cancel and sometimes yeah. I'll cancel with like people who are in the C, D, F grade and they're like I can't believe you're doing this to me I've been mm-hmm. looking forward to our time you know I've been waiting mm-hmm. and I feel guilty as it is anytime I have to adjust or cancel and I'm like okay but I honestly have nothing left to give I have nothing left to give and this is like this is like mm-hmm. uh going out for dinner but or going to a party right yeah uh, going to a party where I'm not the only person who's going I'm actually mm-hmm. a, a group of people and I've been made to feel really really bad because I'm like I'm sorry I just got nothing right and I didn't want to yeah. I didn't want to lie to say oh well I have this family emergency which I didn't have I just said I'm sorry I just it's, I'm not in the right space right now I was being clear and transparent and mm-hmm. people were like I can't believe you're doing this you should just come anyway I've been looking forward to this I've planned this for months you've already said yes to the RSVP and I felt like this big, mm. like a millimeter tall in that. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, now I'm yeah. just going to lay in bed for three days, just recovering from that <laughs> emotionally drained exactly. hangover, exactly. right? Yeah. But, um, and then so it's so nice and refreshing when you get your A, your A-listers who are like, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Of course, go, right? Take care of yourself. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Your, your cat I, is here. I heard her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hi, Cakes. Oh. <laughs> and it's probably she, because she heard you, she was outside. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. And by when, when Len says my cat, he means his cat. Yeah, it's really my cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I- where my cat is, and she's in a different room, and she doesn't have a bell. <laughs> Every time Candace is over at my house, Cakes will hear. And Cakes are my cat. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't like any company. Like if the company comes <laughs> over, Cakes is like, oh God, there's company. And she'll go hide away somewhere in the house. But not when it's Auntie Candace that comes over. She just loves nope. it. Right from the moment she met you. Even on right. Zoom, yes. we're talking yes. about Zoom right now. And she's yeah. like, oh, I hear Auntie Candace. And you hear her little yeah. bell on her collar. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. She's coming up the stairs. Yeah, it's been about three times now that that that's happened on Zoom alone. And I think that's really cool. (laughs) But I'm one of her A-list people. I think so. She just gets it. Exactly. And, you know, her and I have this understanding of like, okay, yeah, we've had enough petting or, oh, yeah, we've had enough. And she just walks away. She's like, I'm done. I'm going to go over here now. Yeah. So cakes, prime example of um, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, uh, relationships right there because you know there's F's that she just doesn't want to be around those people mm-hmm. and there's A's where she's like I'm a come on running yeah yeah. hear, hear me and my little bell I'm on my way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so perfect example of boundary setting right there from from a kitty from my resi cat <laughs> yeah yeah she's such a res cat i think it's fantastic yeah. um so i don't know if we want to take a quick break and check in between you and i um yep. all right and welcome back, back. We're <laughs> from our little mini break <laughs> len do you have a couple of final thoughts yeah, uh, a couple of final thoughts. Um, two, I would just two tools I want to share just from my own lived experience that I've learned for boundary setting is that really goes a long way is um, consistency and predictability. Be mm. consistent 
And if you can achieve this level of predictability with your relationships, it's going to be so much easier for your boundary setting. If people are going to know, oh, Candace doesn't like this. This is how Candace likes to work. Then you're not going to have to exhaust yourself on constantly reinforcing your boundaries because you have been so consistent that you eventually become predictable. And that's what Mm. I try to do when I'm working with my team at LPC or with my family or with my friends. I try to be consistent enough so that I become predictable, that people just know what what my boundaries are and I'm not constantly Mm -hmm. kind of uh, reinforcing them. That's a great, great point for sure. Um, One of my last final thoughts is from the ABC's method with Dr. Romani. Um, We just watched the video together. And I love it. I love it. It is so good. Um, I know it does state um, setting boundaries with narcissists, but I think this is a general across the board thing um, of any and all people in your life. It's that, so applicable. Yeah. It is. Um, and that relationships aren't black and white. Mm-hmm. It isn't all in or all out. Um, it can be varying levels and expect those levels to change, whether into the positive or to the negative. Um, that it is fluid and that it's not something that you have to hold um this specific place. So like if it's a B person, they're not always going to be a B person. They might be an A person for a couple months. They might be a C person for a couple months, uh, or they might end up being completely out of your life forever. They aren't static and there's always room for them to ebb and flow and change. Um, especially because you are the person setting these boundaries that your own, um, healing is happening by setting these boundaries And that means that your relationships with these different people can and will and should change. Um, And again, whether that is into the positive or to the negative, it depends on on that person, right? Um, So as you you go through your own journey and setting boundaries and healing, um, expect your relationships to change for sure. Yeah. I love the way you said that. Relationships can and should change. That's just the natural order of... of healthy uh relationships mm-hmm. and i also appreciate exactly. it in uh the abcd model is um the all or nothing thinking right all or nothing thinking is so common it's such a common mm-hmm. brain that we all think of we're like oh well this person's in my life or they're out of my life it's like yeah you don't need to be that dramatic yes. uh, all or nothing thinking i also call it black and white thinking it's also very colonial thinking yes it's also very trauma brain thinking too yeah. right we want to be appropriate uh, in in our in our actions and our responses. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, there's our episode on yeah. boundary setting. <laughs> Feel free to uh, drop us an email or comment or or any of our socials, um, and uh, include some of your thoughts or feelings or advice on on boundary setting. So, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll we'll talk to you next time. Love you, humans. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Wee Bit Resi podcast. Feel free to answer our weekly what's up cousin question in uh, this ep- in the comment section. Your yeah. question section exactly. <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can also send us an email at a wee bit resi at shaw.ca. 
And if you want to stay in touch with us, give us a like on Facebook. We're on Facebook and other social media platforms soon to come.